Welcome to Conversations of the Righteous, a platform for young people from all around the globe to study, learn, and grow in the knowledge of the Word of God together. Our prayer is that as you listen, your understanding of the Word is enlightened. You become awakened to the reality of the Holy Spirit in you, and you develop a greater zeal for the Kingdom of God. Our topic for tonight is convictions. And you see, there are actually two sides to convictions, I would say. There's a part where the Holy Spirit convicts a man, you know, purges him of his sins. And then there are convictions that are um, firm beliefs that we have in our hearts, you know. I'd like to hear from Derek first. When you hear convictions, what comes to your mind? So, um, let me first uh, use the Bible, uh, the dictionary definition of conviction. So, conviction means a firmly held belief or opinion so we are christians so definitely we are going to look at um as a christian what are the firm beliefs that you hold on to as a christian so i think tonight's session is going to be mainly focused on what as a christian you're supposed to hold on to so basically that's what we're going to talk about today Wow, beautiful. For me, when I think about convictions, I think about the things that you have believed with every faith there is in you, you know. Convictions are the deeply rooted word of God in a man, you know, that he has held on to. Convictions are mental ideologies. You know, you can say that conviction, a conviction is a convinced conscience, you know. And you see, when it comes to convictions, convictions are not they're not contemplations they're not if in convictions there's no backup plan in a conviction you are totally convinced you you know you are sure actually there is an assurance you know that you know you know there is no if what if let me let me let me do a backup plan you know i am i sure no you totally believe it with everything that there is in you and you see let let me show you something that the bible says about um, convictions yeah. so if you read from hebrews 11 the esv which is the english standard um, version it says now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen <laughs> so it means that faith is conviction and in conviction there right. is faith because you see what we, we already said that conviction is you know something that you have believed is every faith there is in you so when there is right conviction there is faith in it you have believed in it and that's why you say that our convictions work for us those things that we firmly believed in because there is faith we know that faith always works according to the scriptures so it will work for us you know and then there's also romans 14 verses 5 the esv version it says one person esteems one day as better than another while another esteems all days alike it now says each one should be fully convinced in his own mind it means that god wants you to have convictions god wants you to have you know things from his word that you have totally banked on that you can you know you can rely your life on totally let me tell you three things about convictions first of all your conviction makes you audacious both to speak and to act (laughs) you know david let's let's talk about david so the philistines were going to fight the um israelites you know and at the time saul was their king so they were on this mountain all right and um the israelites were on one side the Philistines were on one side and then there was goliath of Gath, this humongous man <laughs> you know this very very big man that scared the israelites they were afraid you know the bible says that there was a valley in between these people were on both sides and this guy will walk in the middle and he will ask them am i not a philistine are you not servants of saul send me a servant to fight with <laughs> and you see these people were afraid so they were on their own they couldn't go they couldn't go but then david had left saul and he had gone to take over his ships and then when he got back his father said come your your brothers are in the um, battle ground your brothers are where they are fighting come and take this food to them so the father prepared everything that he was meant to take to his brothers you know and so early in the morning david rose and he got them you know and then he was talking with them. He had seen his brothers and they were having a conversation. And then this same man, Goliath, came out and said, the same thing he said, am I not a Philistine? Are you not servants of Saul? Send me somebody to come and fight me. <laughs> and then David was, I mean, everybody ran. 
And then David was wondering what is happening. And then they said, have you not seen this man? And then they began to explain to him how he had been tormenting them. I'm going to read the scriptures from 1 Samuel 17, 26. From 26, David said, and David spake, um, the Bible says, and David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, what shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine and taketh the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He was audacious because of his conviction. That was his response. Right. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And you see, so when, when reports come to us, they say, oh, this one happened to this, that you know. Your response is, is who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Because the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So when things like this, when you know, when situations that are inconsistent with God's word come up because of our convictions, we are audacious. Praise the Lord. And then let's go to 28. Hello, yes, sir. Okay, sure. Let's go to no, 28. It says, and Elab, his eldest brother, when he heard this thing that David had said, his brother was angry and he was he was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou hither? What are you doing here? And who have you left the sheep with? He says, for I know your overconfidence. His brother referred to David's, <laughs> he referred to David's um, um, speech or what David had said as overconfidence. And David wondered to him, he said, what have I done? Let's quickly go to 32. He says, and then, you know, when the people heard this thing that David had said, they took it to Saul, you know, and they said, come and hear what this, this boy had said. So 32 says, and David said to Saul, because Saul had summoned him after he had heard the things that David said. So, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. 37, David said, and then Saul was before I get there, Saul was wondering how this young boy in his youth will be able to fight this, I mean, big person that everyone has been running from. And David right. said, thy servant was taking care of his sheep. <laughs> a lion came, a bear came, and I smote him. You know, David gives right. um, Saul the assurance that he was able to fight this person. And he said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he would deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. 45 to 47. Then David said to this Philistine, thou come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. <laughs> this day I will deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take the head, thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass, that's the corpse of the host of the Philistine this day, unto the fowls. David was convinced. You see, one thing about conviction is a man that has conviction, a man that is convinced, he's dead to everything outside his conviction. Where people ran away from Goliath, David ran to Goliath. A convinced man is dead he is dead. The, the environment outside his conviction is dead to it. He does not recognize it. David did not recognize fear. He didn't see it. It wasn't a thing. He was dead Hallelujah. to everything that was outside his conviction. Derek, tell me something. Anita, you know, the, the, the scripture I read, if from the translation I, I, I read, I'm using that's the Homer Student's Bible. It says that, uh, you know, when you're convicted about a thing, his brother in the uh, chapter 17 verse 28 his brother said I know your arrogance and your evil heart mm. so when you are convicted about a thing no one can take it away for you and people might perceive that you are arrogant his, his own brother is telling him that I know your arrogance mm. someone <laughs> even so that means sometimes when you are convicted about a thing even your close relatives or your family the people in your inner circle might take it for arrogance but you have this show it in your heart. Now, Anita, please let me take you to the book of Acts. I want to read when Paul was brought before King Agrippa. He said, Agrippa said to Paul, I want to read from the NIV version. He said, then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews. 
and especially so because the, you are well acquainted with all the Jews' custom and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. Before this, we all know Paul was a man who was chasing Christians here and there, persecuting them before he met the Lord on his way to Damascus. So, is that what? So, he was brought before the king. He said, they have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that I conform to the strictest section of our religion, living as a Pharisee. So, here, Paul was, before he, before he met the Lord, there was something that he was convicted about that made him act the way he was. So, everyone has a conviction one way or the other. Depends on how the type of your conviction, the things you are convicted about, is a result of the things you hear. So no, make no issue. There's no one that can say that he or she has no conviction. Everyone has a conviction, one way or the other. So Paul is a perfect example because you saw him when he had a different type of conviction, and then after he met the Lord, when his convictions changed and how he acted. So is that not? And now it's because, is it? Now is it? And now the the sisters. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our sisters that I am on trial today. This is the promise of our twelve tribes are are hoping to see fulfilled as the earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, is it because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me? Why should any of you consider it an incredible thing that God raised raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do that. See, he said he was convinced that I too, I ought to do that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. So he was convinced that he was he had to go against the name of the name of Jesus. And said this is and this is that that I did in Jerusalem on the authority of the chief priest. I put many of the lost people in prison. Someone who was convicted wrong, he was his convictions were wrong. See, see the havoc he wrecked. He put many of the lost people in prison and when they were put to death i cast a vote against them many at times i went from synagogue to another synagogue to have them punished and i forced them to blaspheme i was so obsessed with prosecuting them that i even hunted down them down in foreign cities i mean look at how if someone was convicted and he was causing havoc of the church and then after he made the lord look at the Paul said in Galatians that I'm crucified, uh, I'm crucified. But he said, the life I live, no longer I, but Christ lived in me. When his convicting changed, his, his ways of doing things changed. Because someone who was seriously persecuting the church, and now he comes to understand that he is dead to the world. There is nothing in this world that you can do to him that will change him. Whether you shame him, like one of our pastors say, like, what can you do to a dead man? The Christian is already dead to the world. There's nothing that you can do to shame us. We are dead to the world and the systems of this world. We are con- that is our conviction. So like in this world, nothing, nothing, like the, Jesus said, the face of this world coming and he has nothing in us. There is nothing, there is nothing. It's, you can, like his defense was so beautiful. He, he mm. like, oh, dear Lord. You see, the thing, is, the thing is, a man with conviction is not subject to the things outside his conviction. Look at David. <laughs> David was convinced that one with God is many. David was convinced that it was not by power and it was not by mind. David was convinced in the name of who he went. And so he was audacious, which was our first point. We said that firstly, what? Your convictions make you audacious. Secondly, your convictions make you unmovable. You see, a man with convictions is not moved. <laughs> he has become one with his conviction. They are inseparable. You cannot separate him from his convictions. He's not moved. You see, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, what, whatever you say, he has held on to this thing. It is his life. The two people have mixed, you know, and his convictions have come alive in him. He's unmovable. You cannot, you, you see, <laughs> you cannot not have convictions. Neutral is dangerous. It is dangerous to be neutral. You don't want to fulfill scriptures that say toss to and fro by any wind of doctrine. Brother, there are are scriptures to be fulfilled, not those type of scriptures. Not those type of scriptures. So neutral is dangerous. You can't afford to be neutral. There are beliefs from the scripture. You know, there there are words from the scripture that you have to hold on to. Things that you have to bank your life on. Let's go to Daniel 3, 16 to 18. 
so what had happened was Daniel um, heard fast forward that the Daniel saw the king's guard moving about and everything and he was wondering what was happening so he knew the guy and he asked him that what is happening the guy said Nebuchadnezzar had a dream he called all the people he knew to call <laughs> everyone was asking him for the dream so they could interpret but no he wanted someone to tell him the dream and interpret it and then he had sent his guard so go on kill, kill all of them you these people they don't know what they are doing kill them <laughs> and so he told the man to stop he said i would interpret the dream go and set up a meeting with me and the king he did that daniel went to see the king he interpreted the dream <laughs> and you know the king was happy he rejoiced and you know he praised the god that daniel served and then he made him um he made him in charge of babylon but then daniel now assigned shadrach meshach and abednego over babylon let's go to and then after that um nebuchadnezzar now built an image you know and then sent his town crier to go and announce that you people whenever you hear the horns and the harps and everything you're supposed to bow to the image so he sent the guy to go and call all the people god everyone to come and bow to this image cedric mishak and abednego were there <laughs> convictions so when they heard the harp they are told they are told they are told them that you know what if you do not bow to this image you will be thrown in the burning furnace but you see a man with conviction is unmoved he's not afraid he's a dangerous man so these guys yeah. heard them they heard when they said they'll be thrown in the furnace <laughs> so they said okay you do your thing let's go to um then there was a brother marcus <laughs> our favorite brother marcus <laughs> brother marcus went after everybody had bowed when the horn came up he went and said but king have you not seen these Jews, these people that you put in authority? They have refused to bow. See, Brother Marcus, he has left what he's doing to go and report. <laughs> Say, have you not seen these, these people you put in authority? They are not agreeing to bow. They refused. They heard it, but they did not bow. And the king was hot. His pride was hot. He said, go and call them for me. And then he said to them, did you people not hear that I said that when the heart comes up, we should bow? Go to Daniel 3, 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. <laughs> we said that a convinced man is audacious to speak and to do. They said, We are not careful to answer you. If it be so, our God, whom we have served, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of their hands. Look at their conviction. Look at their conviction. They said, our God is able to deliver us. They knew the God in whom they served. They were sure, confident, 100%. There was no plan B. That what if we don't bow? What will happen to us? No, they had lost their minds. They didn't have a mind anymore. They didn't have a mind anymore. <laughs> they said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning furnace. And he would deliver us out of out of thine hands. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we would not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They were convinced that there is only through one true God. They were convinced that only that God is worthy of worship. They were convinced in whom they served. They knew that no other God deserved to be bowed to except the King of Kings. Your convictions will cause things to shift in your directions. These men went into the furnace, and the people that threw them inside died. But they were inside. And the beautiful part was not just that they were alive. There was a fourth man. There was a fourth man. And then the king said, no, 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 come, come, come. How many people did I throw in here? <laughs> they said three. He said, but I see four people. Their mm. convictions now caused things to shift in their direction. Not only did the king rejoice, you know, about their God, he warned the rest of people. He said, let me not hear that you people talk bad against their God. Let, let me not even hear that you do it. Because of their convictions, things shifted in their purpose. People could not talk about God in a certain way anymore because the king would deal with you. <laughs> Tell me something, Derek. You know, uh, Mr. Anita, um, as a Christian, I think even the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord over your life, should be enough conviction for you mm. to win in this life because meditatively when you when you understand that jesus christ he is lord over your life nothing nothing can i mean nothing should move you again like the life you live you are living for him and nothing else 
So when the things of this world are happening, like it has no business with you. Like Bishop Clarence McLeod sending one of the your love was session that time. God hid us in Christ Jesus so that it doesn't have to when he's favoring us, when he's pouring so much grace on us, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to explain it to anyone because we are like his head with Christ in God. So understanding that Jesus Christ is Lord of our life should be enough conviction for you as a Christian. That alone should be enough conviction for you. Like you don't have to when things are getting to you, you should, you should tell yourself, Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is Lord. Meditatively, you should just be telling yourself, when it gets a hold of your spirit, realize that, boy, nothing, nothing. You know, like, if you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if they were in the New Testament, they, they, this, the understanding is that Jesus Christ is Lord over their lives. Therefore, they are not supposed to bow to any other God except God Almighty. That was their conviction. Mm-hmm. That is all they need. So, when bring all the gods in India, <laughs> they are not ready to bow. There is only one God. Because they, they were sh- they, they, they it in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord over their lives. The, Jesus Christ is Lord over their lives. Therefore, if they were supposed to die, they would die, as, they would die with Jesus Christ being Lord over their lives. There is no supposed to be they are not going to compromise. One thing you should ask yourself is that are you a Christian by conviction, a Christian by convenience? That when situations are nice for you, that's when, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian because things are going well for me. Are you ready to stand by the truth of God's word? Look at, look at all the happenings that are going on. The, all the happenings are, that are going on. See how a man of God stood, stood he, like one man he, for. During the time, I think somewhere in March or February, that's when he started last year. He has been ministering the word of God consistently, consistently. And I'll tell you that these are not things that he learned just yesterday. These are the cogitations of his heart. These are the meditations of his heart. These are things that he's given himself solely, wholly, like day and night. These are things that are the outbreathing of his spirit. This is a man that has been convicted, like, no, he's not moved by what the world is saying. They can plan, they can do all their pandemics and their gymnastics. We are not moved. He's, I mean, in our in our time, he's a perfect example of someone who has been convicted. See how he's he's at the world front is leading us into perpetual victory parade. That's a man that is convicted. Praise God. Wow. You see, another thing about conviction is that conviction is an attractive force. Mm. <laughs> Your conviction mm. is an attractive force. You see, it causes what you believe to work so much for you. It, because, you see, we already established from what we read that there is faith in conviction. So it pulls the things that you believe to work in your favor. You see, years ago, I, I became so convinced that the gospel deserves everything I own. I became so convinced that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And because of that, it caused me to act. It caused me to become a giver. And you see, talking about your conviction being an attractive force, ever since I became so convinced about giving, everything, like things work for me. Things come my way. I don't struggle for anything I've given before. You see, because one way to, to, to be above something is to give it to God. I do not struggle for anything that I have given before because I am convinced that this gospel deserves my, my properties. This gospel deserves my money. This gospel deserves everything yeah. that I own. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, you know, everything that we own, they are working ministry materials. <laughs> they are yeah. seeds. That's how I see it. That's, you know, that, oh, that was yeah. my conviction. And so, you know, I, I hear people say, oh, eh, but you, you, you have to not be giving so much like this now. Listen, I'm not rebellious. I'm a man with conviction. Mm. A coconut-headed <laughs> Christian, proudly. You see, I have decided to be a Christian that has coconut head. Because you cannot be... Yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot yeah, have yeah, convictions yeah. and not... Oh, dear Jesus. You know, Zanita, I remember when we were on campus. Interesting, Pastor Richard... Pastor Richard and I were like, we were brothers on campus. And then early in the morning, we used to go to campus to go and pray. 
used to go to campus, main campus to go and because our hostel was outside campus. So I think the dorm prayers was like around start around uh, five or so. So I will now come from my hostel, then go and wake Pastor Richard up. Then we we'll go. By then he was Pastor Richard. <laughs> so <laughs> by before people would come, we were already there praying, and then we have to go and sell raps with Those times you have to go and sell raps with The times you have to miss like lectures to go and sell raps with because we are so. <laughs> We're convinced about this gospel. There are times we even go to other students who still will, like the whole day will, will so walk and then we'll go to someone, a student who still, and the person is like, we look at you as though you have, after you, you have no aim in life. After you came to school to come and learn, this guy is rhapsody that you are marketing. I mean, <laughs> The time that we get, we'll be so. I mean, you, you. There are days that you go and then you've not even sold one copy of Rhapsody. You are, you've tried one box of Rhapsody that you are going to finish this Rhapsody. <laughs> you go and then, you don't, you don't give up. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't give up. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you go again. Mm-hmm. There are times that, Pastor Richard and myself, you've watched and then you are discovering new lands. You are wondering, hey, so this is actually a hostel that student. <laughs> like I'm wondering the distance. I mean, oh, jealous. <laughs> My Richard is laughing. I mean, the, the times I remember when we were on campus, after, after when we moved to third year, I went for for in the room. Then Pastor Richard, I told Pastor Richard that he should come and join me in my room. So he had to, so he used the social money to draw speech and came to join me in my room. And then another brother. <laughs> Also came to join me, so the two of us are sharing one bed. So when you go, when you go we sleeping, one person had to stay. Mm. And we took charge, like in that hostel, everyone knew of us. There are times that we could just lock the door, and we could just we were just speaking in tongues. I mean, everyone knew knew us in that hostel. And then by the time we left that hostel, we everyone knew like we changed the dynamics of that hostel. I mean. <laughs> it was such, you know, this, this, this are our conviction that if Jesus Christ came to die for me, like God gave to his best, so there's no way I can relax at any point in time. I have to give my best. Mm-hmm. So the, those, those were the provocations of our spirit. We have to, we couldn't, we couldn't just go back and then say we didn't, we didn't hit our target or we didn't, we didn't, I mean, it, there was no, there's no room for excuse. Mm-mm. we have to hit our target and we have to do what we were called to do. So, we have to be aggressive about the things of God. Mm-hmm. We, we, have to, we spend so much time praying, fellowshipping. We, so that even, I mean, you can understand three people sharing one bed. I mean, <laughs> that, it was, I mean, there's so, we had countless testimonies, countless testimonies, wow. countless testimonies. Listen, neutral is very dangerous. And I'm speaking to everyone on this live. Neutral is dangerous because, you see, every belief is flying around, waiting for you, you know, trying to distract you, trying to, to get in your mind. It's important that you take a stand in your mind. What are these things that you believe in? What are your convictions, actually? Have you actually taken time to ask yourself these questions? And you see, as important as it is to have the right convictions, it's also important to let go of the wrong conviction. Because, you see, anything that is not the right conviction or conviction based on God's word is a stronghold. It is limiting you. It is, it is not supposed to be there. If David had listened to everyone that said, Oh, hey, why are you here? Uh, you, you young person or whatever, he would have limited himself. He wouldn't have been able to be the David that we read about with Goliath if he allowed fear. That would have become a stronghold in his mind. So any conviction that is not based off God's word and is not correct is a stronghold. Allow it go. It's, it's important to have the right convictions, but it's also important to let go of the wrong convictions. Don't allow the wrong thoughts in your mind. Are you part of Greece, Sarah, Sarah, what would be would be? No, not what will be will be. We read of king, a king in the Bible that the prophet had told him that he was going to die and he faced the wall. He should have allowed what will be be. 
you know so don't don't find yourself trying to say oh me i don't really believe things because you know things change today you hear this tomorrow you hear that yes that's why your conviction has to be on the word of god because the word does not change it is the same carries the same power it carries the same power the word of god is god and so it does not change you know so don't don't find yourself saying what will be will be you know i'm i'm just i'm just factual what what is facts as christians our reality no, is the word of god go ahead i i believe that your convictions are formed as a result of the things you listen to sure if you are giving yourself to the you are listening too much to the things of this world maybe every day you are seeing and the next minute you are on bbc mm-hmm. today you are this today i mean in this time where there's so much fake news flying here and there what would you want to give yourself to i mean listening to fake news and then your convictions will be altered mm-hmm. if you are christian i mean stay in the word of god this is the best time to stay in the word of god where there's so much news anytime you open the the radio like this there's so much fear spreading like flying around you can't you can't anytime you, you even sit down to watch the news if you, you spend 10 minutes listening to the news i mean you have to go and listen to the word of god for one hour because you need a spiritual detox hmm. i mean you need a switch because by the time you listen to the news for 10 minutes the fear that has mingled with your spirit is <laughs> it's too much this is the i mean you're in a time where knowledge has increased the revelation of god's spirit has increased what would you want to what i what i looking for in the news why don't you be the one making the news a convicted man will make the news yes you'll be the one to be the news. a convicted man will be the one making the news a, a convicted man will provoke reaction everywhere he goes there's no way you're convicted and you're provoked so people will notice you mm-hmm. people will notice you so it I mean this is the best time to 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 give yourself to the word of God. That is what God gave us to abide by. He gave us he gave us here. I mean You see in these days we're hearing that you know the coming of the Lord is closer than we have ever heard. What is your conviction provoking you to do? Listen <laughs> You cannot you, the Bible says that the word is like fire shot up in our bones. You you cannot have convictions. You cannot you cannot be fully convinced and and fold your arms. This thing provokes. This thing this thing drives you. Your convictions move you. So in these days what are you doing? What have you believed? With what you have believed what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you see somebody can you know be listening to us and be wondering like okay okay they're talking about convictions and how do i really um have convictions and then i like something you mentioned studying the word of god the things that you feed your mind on you see because these things become residual what you continually feed your mind on becomes residual in your spirit whether you like it or not it's not you, you don't have a choice except you now decide uh, purposefully to cleanse it out But the things that you give your attention to, the things that you feed your mind with, they they become your convictions over time. You find out that those are the type of things you believe. Those are the type of things that, you know, you have set your heart on. You you need the word of God in you. The Bible talks about the entrance of the word, you see, because it is when the word of God enters a man that there can be an outburst. The entrance of the word causes an outburst. The entrance of the word is what gives you convictions. And because of those convictions there's an outburst. So you need to have convictions. Neutral is dangerous. <laughs> Neutral is very very dangerous. You know. Another thing is that conviction produces passion. Oh, yeah. It produces passion. And this passion is contagious. This is why you cannot be lukewarm. The scripture <laughs> The scripture talks about being lukewarm. You can't afford to be lukewarm. When you have conviction, you will be passionate. And this passion can be seen by all those around you. and they will catch the fire and run with it so don't be the exactly. one that they don't be the one that is lukewarm eh so i didn't know he was a christian that is not me oh i didn't know that uh, this person serves god like this no the entrance of the word causes an outburst as the word entered you when there's conviction it produces passion 
you will be passionate we will see it in your in your action in your speech in your givings in everything that you do there will be passion and this passion is contagious you see that's why we we pastors taught us over time that there are people that um their salvation is connected to us there are people that we must reach because they might only hear this word from us and so that's why it's important that you have convictions because you will be passionate see nobody sees passion and just you know looks away the first day they can look away the second day they can look away they thought for time they'll be like okay what is this thing that is driving you what is this thing that is working you what is this thing that is making you excited like this what is this thing that is making you you know that is making you so bold and audacious <laughs> you know, you know, what I when there's sinners, there's fire. Mm. I mean, when you are convicted, there's fire. Have you seen fire that is burning and then someone comes close to the fire and the fire has not burnt the person? When you are convicted, people, when, when people come to you, they'll catch their, that fire. Mm. Because the fire is burning. So, I mean, conviction is... Let, let, me, give, let, me, let me tell you, uh, you know, I watch football a lot, and then there was this, there was this Champions League, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, there was this season, uh, this season where they they went, they went to Atletico Madrid, they went to play first leg, and then they lost. And then they were laughing, they were, they were making the Atletico fans were making mockery of Ronaldo. And then he was like, he has, five, he was saying his figures that he has five Champions League or so trophies. And they're still making the like ah they've they've scored them two zero so there's there's no way they were going to come back from the defeat. Cristiano Ronaldo like he this man who is convicted and then he knows as surety that he's the best player in the world. When he came the return like he scored three goals. This is all he knows that he will do the job in the second leg. I mean people are convicted on their different things. People are sure are based are banking their hopes on different things. What are you banking your hope on as a Christian? What, 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 what are your convictions? What are you banking your hope on as a Christian? It's like, you can't, you can't study the word of God and then meditate on the God and not be convicted. Because meditate, meditation drives the word of God deep into your spirit. But the best God your heart with all diligence for out of people are the issues of life. Yes. When you, Spend a lot of time with the word of God and you speak forth. People will people will notice you are commun- the word of God is spirit. When you speak it forth, you are communicating the spirit of God. Because the, the spirit is the spirit that gives life. Yes. And it, 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 so as you as you as you speak, anytime you speak, people that spirit will come forth of you. You cannot hide it. You cannot. Because you cannot hide it. Praise God. Wow. And you know, one of my convictions, you know, is from Galatians 2.20. <laughs> Paul is another man that we can't even start his matter today because you, you we, we, need, we need this, you know. And you see, this is why we keep saying that neutral is dangerous. I mean, look at look at the Bible tone we're having now. This is as a result of one man's conviction. Pastor Richard is confident in the efficacy of the word. He is confident in the power of the word and that if he reaches any man, he can change him. And so his conviction better this, this vision, better this idea. And today we're here, you know, we're ministering to people. So you cannot, not have, you cannot not have conviction. It's too dangerous for you. Those two are filled by any wind of doctrine, not me. I'm no, a man of conviction. And you know, from Galatians 2 20, one of my convictions, it says, I am crucified oh, yeah. with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. <laughs> Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I am convinced in the finished work mm. of Christ, that which he came to I do. Just quickly share your one of your convictions with us so that we can take questions. Come on. You know, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that was one of my convictions. Mm. Right from my senior high school days, I wrote it on my books everywhere. And I that. I mean, with Christ in me, there's uh, there's nothing that can stop me. Nothing. 
because I, I have the creator of the universe living inside of me. Hallelujah. What, what again? What again? I'm, I'm bigger than anything. I'm bigger than any situation, both past, present, and future. Anything which is to come. Yes. I've already declared because mm-hmm. the greater one lives in, in the inside of me. Mm. Okay. Wow. You guys, we have to stop here and take questions now. But then, if you're wondering things that you can feed your mind on, you know, you can read Philippians 1 6, you can read Romans 8 38 39, you can read Isaiah 54 4, and Romans 8 1. So, what I can do is put it as a comment under the live when we save it. So, please, if you have any questions, kindly send them in. We are ready to take your questions. Yes, I see people replying. Coconut headed Christian. We're many. <laughs> oh, yes. We're not rebellious. We're men of conviction. Well, my leader is here, she can tell you. Probably coconut headed. <laughs> you send me your questions. You send me your questions. Wow, somebody says, Ma, Ma and Sir, can we go for 10? Hours, please. Glory. Please <laughs> send me your question. <laughs> you know, Zanita. Yes, go ahead. You know, another person, another person was convicted of Abraham. Mm. Go ahead. When you read Romans chapter 4, verse 18, said, Against hope. He with hope, he believed <laughs> that he became the father of many nations. Mm. Against hope, he believed mm. in hope. Mm. <laughs> and that is our father. Mm. Speed of A B. Speed of A B. I mean, against who? Mm-hmm. When against who? He, he believed in who? Against who? He believed in who? He was convicted. Like, he was con- exactly. I mean, against who? He believed in who? You see, at the, this age, the, the, <laughs> the layman way of saying it is, there was no hope, but he saw hope to believe in. How? Kaya the, the hope was not coming from anywhere. But this person, he, he, he found hope to believe in. The Bible says, out of darkness, light was coined out. How? Yeah. You, there was darkness and somebody went inside and found light. Yeah. We, like, we can't even start talking about Jesus and his convictions. How he endured everything that, he, you know, that they did to him. You know, everything yeah. that was said to him, he endured because he knew that this life that he was coming to give us was the transcendent life. He was yeah, convinced that yeah. eternal life is all that we oh dear Jesus. Please, we don't want to turn this to a prayer meeting. <laughs> Send me your questions so we can stop. Please help stop us by sending me your questions. <laughs> because you see, we are we are men of convictions. We can go on and on and on. Because this thing, this thing is what drives us. We can just keep on going. We're not brother Marcus. What will be will be. No, you leave brother Marcus. <laughs> no. So you have to make sure, ensure you have convictions. Ensure you have convictions in these days. Don't be found lukewarm. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is Sanita, so you know you are saying the book of Mark, right? Mm-hmm. So, Mark chapter 3, the, I want to read the verse 13, 31 to 32. Is it? Then his mother and his brother came. This is Jesus, right? He said, Then his mother and his brother came, and standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd came around him, told him, Look, your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. Mm-hmm. He replied to them, Who are my mother, who are my mother and brothers? And looking at those who were sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. He refused, you know, that place, <laughs> he was convicted that he refused to limit himself to his earthly lineage. Because if Jesus had acknowledged that this were actually, he, he said, Anyone who does the will of the Father, that's why we, we find ourselves calling ourselves brother this, sister this. Mm-hmm. Because he has break the earthly lineage of maybe this is my brother, this is my like like I like we read in when we were reading the book of Samuel, uh, where uh, David was his brother was even telling his arrogance. Mm-hmm. I mean, when his mother and his brother was can't you see can't they see that he was in the work of his father? 
God who sent him. What mm. were they calling him for? Mm. What were they calling him for? Jesus was convicted that his father is in heaven. And this, the, people, the people who were with him at that moment were his brothers and sisters. He was, I mean, the, the Lord Jesus himself has to be convicted because if he was not a man of conviction, they telling him that your mother and your brother is with He could have just gone. And then forfeited what his, his father in heaven sent him to do. But he understood that no, he had a purpose and he had a mission, something to accomplish. So he looked at those people looking around, sitting with him, listening to him, and told them that those of you here who do the will of the father are his brothers and his sisters and his mother. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Wow. Please, questions. <laughs> you can keep going on and on. Please ask your questions. Can I see? Exactly. What were they calling him for? <laughs> <laughs> So there are no questions. Okay. All right. Wow, wow, wow. All right. So waiting for your questions. Again, I'm going over the scriptures that I said you can feel, um, feed your mind with and, you know, make your convictions. Actually, nobody can decide for you what your convictions are. But, you know, one major one that Derek has said is the fact that Jesus is Lord over your life. And you know we are in Christ Christ is a place he is Lord over your life and you see only the things that are in that that space, that environment should affect you that is one thing you should be certain about that anything outside Christ cannot affect me anything outside Christ cannot touch me anything outside Christ cannot, you know cannot affect me as the song says, we are above the systems of the world because we are in Christ. And you see, one thing that came to my mind today was I was just looking at how um, a product is best operated with its manual. And so if you if you operate a product with a manual that is not for, for that product, you will damage it. Same thing with the word of God. And same thing with us. If you work yourself with anything that is not the scripture, you will damage yourself. Give yourself to the word. You see, because the manufacturer knows best about his product. We are products of God. God knows best about us. And he gave us his word as our manual. Feed your mind on the manual and avoid damaging yourself. Avoid it. Do not damage yourself. Don't try and work yourself with other things like facts. Oh, we are just facing facts. Oh, we are just saying it as it is. No, you're a man of convictions. You don't talk that way. This is why we look, why we look not at the things which are seen. We're not looking at the things that we're seeing. We are men and women of convictions. So don't, don't, don't work yourself with anything that is not the word of God. Don't, don't live your life on anything that is not the word. Don't listen to the people that say, oh, we're being factual. We're just saying that it is. What is your reality? For me, the word of God is my reality. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my reality. I don't see anything that is outside the world. I don't have opinions outside the world. You know, and I, I posted something on Twitter one time where I said, how can you tell me, uh, let's, 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 leave, let's leave the word first or let, let's talk about this, leave Christianity first. What do you want me to say if I leave Christianity? What is left? <laughs> what, there's you nothing don't have left. a mind of power. I lost it. The moment I became Lovely. a Christian, the moment I became a woman of conviction, I lost my mind. It was replaced mm. with the mind of Christ. And so it drives yes, me exactly. to go levels above I would normally go because I don't have my mind anymore. The earthly mind is exactly. small. How much mm. can it take? How, no, really, mm. how much can your earthly mind take? But God is big, hallelujah. God is big. God is big. Glory to God. Wow. So there are yeah, no questions yeah. for us. Hmm. You know, you know, you know, yes. we, are, we are like living spirits. And then, and then if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in us, it shall quicken our and vitalize our mortal bodies. And then I have the spirit that raised Christ from the dead living inside of me. 
and you expect yes. me to contact one dead virus somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. You see, <laughs> this reminds me of how David's brother Eliab was angry when he heard David refer to Goliath of God as an uncircumcised Christian. You see, this is how the people of the world are angry when we say that we cannot catch things like the virus. Who cannot catch a virus? No, what was I busy? No, wait, when there are things to catch like grace, there are things to catch like there is there is money to catch for the kingdom then you have left what i'm catching i've gone to catch virus how no you the virus is not afraid i've not finished collecting the grains i've not even finished collecting grains then go and catch there are things to catch go to the god abundance of grace it is overflowing I've not finished collecting that grace. Mm-hmm. And I'm even in the month of grace. There, you see, there are revelations to catch. There are new levels in God. There, 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 are, there are spiritual gifts to catch. Then you have left everything I'm catching. I'm going to catch it then. It's the spirit of God that God is You say who's saying Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Although this episode is over, our conversations don't have to be. Engage with us on social media at Patright underscore on Instagram and Twitter. You can also join our Telegram Bible study group by sending us a DM on any of our social media platforms. Keep studying, keep praying, and keep moving with God.